The Pasha begins with the period between Yosef and his brothers. If you medayik in the psukim, in the beginning of the parsha, it seems that the brothers had no kindness on Yosef till after Yaakov Avinu reacted. Notice the pasuk starts, Vayove Yosef is the bosom royal avia. Okay, at that point, it doesn't say the brothers had any problems with Yosef. Just as a fact, Yosef went and he said, he brought back some Lashon Hora on them to his father. After that, the Torah Doshah says, V'Yisrael Avis Yosef Mikol Bonav. Yaakov Avinu loved Yosef more. He showed more Ava. Ki ben zekunim uloi. V'asalik sen is passing. Now, after that, so in other words, the first Chelek Aleph, Yosef is saying Lashon Hora about his brothers. No bad feelings are generated by that. Which normally, I mean, a sibling sees that another brother is going to his father constantly berating him, that would, that would uh, generate bad feelings. The vile garnished. When they saw the Yankovin who loved Yosef, then, that's when the sinner began. Goes on. The dreams. And again it says, But in all these things, now already it goes back to the Lashon Hara that he spoke about. It says, Now already, they, they're upset at him also for the Lashon Hara. So it starts off that the Lashon Hara is a non-issue. The brothers have no issue with that. Then they, they detect that Yaakov loves Yosef. For that they don't. For that they have bad feelings. Yosef comes to them with his dreams, and now Now all of a sudden the lashon is a problem. What's the pshat? Mativa. What is the pshat in that? That's number one. Number two, in this altercation between Yosef and his brothers, it would seem that his brothers did much worse to him than he did to them. Much worse. I mean, what did he do already? He said some Lashon Har on them. The brothers uh, killed him. Shviya Kosha Mimisa. We had the Gemara of Basra. That uh, captivity is worse than Misa. First they tried to kill him, then they threw him, then they made him a chira. But there's something that is very, seems to be uneven here. The response. The brothers get a patch. They come out to Mitzrayim, we learn about it more in the next in Pashos Mikates. They get put through the grinder for a couple of weeks. Back and forth, and they get put into prison, Shimon gets put into prison, they go back, they have to come back again. They have a, a stickle challenging short tkufa, and then everything is fine. Yosef hugs them and he kisses them. He's makar of them. Everything is forgotten. Yosef Atzadik is in jail for 12 years. Forgetting the time that he was in Mitzrayim. He was in prison for 12 years. 
Chazal tells us in the Medrash Rabbin this week's parasha that ten of those years is Philosophy. Ten of those twelve years is Philosophy. Could you imagine? Ten years. A Rosh Gomer goes to Shemayim. He has to, he has to spend time in Gehenna for twelve months. Twelve months. Hanovel, Loyalenu, says Kaddish for eleven months. One of the reasons for eleven months is to show that he's not machzik, the person that he's saying Kaddish for is a Rosh. That means a twelve month, uh, twelve month stay in Gehenna. So, Yosef Atzadik, it's 12, 10 years in jail. The two extra years was because of Saramashka, because he said it was Kartani, whatever that is. But the 10 years that he's in prison, the Medrash Rabbah says, it's for the Lashonar that he said. So he's in Evet, in prison for 10 years. Chavetz Chaim Krada, in the Sefer Shemir, Salashon is aiming on this. He says, why was he in jail? That's why Chavetz Chaim was talking about Adat Nakuda. Why is he in jail? It's a Shvera Teres that Chavetz Chaim gives. He says, since he called his brothers he said Lashon Hara that his brothers call the Bnei Hashvachas Avodim. His midik and again midik, he became he was an Evid. The problem with that cheshbon of the Chavetz Chaim, forgetting it, it's a little bit hard to understand what's the midik and again midik. But even if we were able to understand that, Lamaisa there were four. There were four Bnei Hashvachas. There were only six brothers that were saying that the Bnei Hashvachas that calling the Bnei Hashvachas Avodim. The Chayyim the Bnei Hashvachas weren't calling themselves Avodim. Right? So it was only six. So with Taka, the whole Avdus that he was in jail was Keneged, the Loshon Har that he said about the ten brothers, that's only six of the brothers. Should have been an Evid for six years. what the Chavetz Chaim's shot is in the, in, the, in the connection. But again, even if, the, even if arithmetic-wise it worked, it would still be hard to understand the Midi Keneged Midi. What's the Midi Keneged Midi here? But I'm trying to tell you is the Oynish, Shrekel Chaynish. Shrek l'chaynish. On Yosef HaTzadik. A mishpat rosha b'gehenim is a year. He had ten years. Ten years in jail. For this Lashon Har. Nervoyim. What's the explanation? If you look in history of Tanakh, so you find that certain people were tremendously nitfas for Lashon Har. Yosef is the first one. Yosef was punished with tremendous severity. The brothers we don't find. And even the, even what we find as an Einish for Mechiris Yosef, it was more for Klali, so it wasn't Dafka for the Shvatim, that's all. Yosef is part of that Einish. In other words, the Asar Ruge Malchus. That was, a, that's a, the Ravina, famous Ravina Bechayi. That, that's Klali, so that's not Dafka, the, the Shvatim themselves, personally. That's a, a nation... That's a national uh, liability that we took from Achiris Yosef. Well, Chazal tell us that the base Hamidish can be built and had to be built in Chalke Shobin Yomim. The Mizbech had to be in Chalke Shobin Yomim. One of the reasons the Medrash Rabbah says Horam Gavnunim because involved in Achiris Yosef. These are all national as as a nation uh, responsibility from Achiris Yosef, but personal liability was Yosef took much more liability than the brothers. When in fact, the brothers, L'chaira, did much worse to him. What did he do to them already? But the, but the Torah Kodesh is teaching us that he had a higher stake of liability. You have to know why. You go weiter. Moshe Rabbeinu. 
אביהם של ישראל, אביהם ורבם של ישראל. מוישה רבנו questions Klaisa when they're in Memte Shari Tuma, that maybe perhaps they won't believe him. They won't Immediately, Moshe Rabbeinu takes out his hand, Vihini Mitzvah Rask tell us this wasn't just a Moifis, this was a shtikul oinish of Tzaras. For Moshe said something about Klal Yisrael, Again, unbelievable Choymer Hadin on Moshe Rabbeinu's L'Choymer valid concern. Why would they believe me? You go right to Miriam, Moshe Rabbeinu's beloved sister. Whatever Loshanara she said, or she, whatever Avak Loshanara she said, was Mitech Ava. Miriam is the one that, that she was the, the beloved sister of Moshe Rabbeinu, saved him by the oil. Miriam. Not only that, I was always medayik. The Chazal said that Miriam got paid back for waiting for her brother Moshe. That Gans Klagisor waited for her when she was in Mitzvahs. Right? It says, The Pasuk says over there that the people didn't travel until Miriam became Tohar. Right? So, there's a lot of questions. But I'm not going to go into the why that was the payback. I'm not going to go into why that was the payback. But I, I would ask you a more basic question. Why was the payback now? Why did Hashem pay Miriam back now for, for, for her waiting for Moshe? So I wanted to say that in case there's a let's echad be Yisrael, in case there's one let's that thinks that Miriam spoke negatively about her brother out of hatred, the Torah should paid her back for waiting for her brother now. So everybody should get a chance to say, you know what? Let's remember Miriam, who she was. Miriam is the one who saved Moshe. So right now, as she was being punished for speaking Lashon about Moshe Rabbeinu, the Torah Gdoshi made us remember who Miriam was. So this wasn't an enemy of Moshe. This wasn't a friend of Moshe. This was his beloved sister who saved his life. But still, she becomes a Mitzaraz. She becomes a Mitzaraz for whatever Shtikul Masha of Lashonara there is. Shol HaMelech also gets Nenash for for being Makabal Lashonara on the Noivir HaKoyanim. Chazal tells he was worried to lose his kingdom just for that. It happens to be he lost his kingdom from before. He was worried to lose the kingdom just for that. Also tremendous. Certain, what I'm trying to tell you is certain characters in Klal Yisrael were more punished were held to a higher standard of Lashon Hara than the rest of Klaus. So you have to know if there's some kind of chut, there's some kind of connection between all of these, why this is the case. Why, the, why this is the case. So, the Ezra Adover, I think, is like this. The first thing you have to understand, and I base this on what the Rishonim teaches in this week's parasha, is that Yosef HaTzadik's Lashon Hara about his brothers was said with the purest intentions. If you look at the Gemara in Erechen, the Gemara in Erechen talks about one of the G'dayli Tanam, Rabbi Yechen Ben-Nuri. Rabbi Yechen Ben-Nuri says, Harbei Pa'omim Loko Akival Yodi. Rabbi Yechen Ben-Nuri says, I think it's the Tavtazayim, he says, many times, Rabbi Kiva got punished for me, because of me. Shoyi Yisi Koybel of Ne'eram Gamliel Olav. I would tell him Gamliel things about him. 
And Gamaliel was his Rebbe. So he would tell Rabbi Gamaliel, again, what are you going to say about Rabbi Akiva? Whatever. He, he, he shared information with Rabbi Gamaliel, areas that he felt that Rabbi Akiva needed some, some guidance. And Rabbi Gamaliel responded. And Zohar, Zohar, Biyach, Manuri, Okay? So Yosef HaTzadik, rightfully so, went to his father, L'Chayr. Clearly rightful, with rightful intentions. That's number one. That, on that there's no debate. And there were serious offenses. He saw them meeting Hevim and Achai. He saw them maybe being a little bit nichshul in Yoni Harayas, not being careful with Nagia. Turned out Chazal say it wasn't Nagia really, it was this, it was Hoshotas only also with your wife. Now, whatever, all kinds of, you know, nuances. What appeared to Yosef that there was something wrong, if you look at the rain, you'll see in detail what Yosef accused them of. And in each one, there was a nuanced explanation of why what they did wasn't, Taka wasn't the head. Everything was a shtikomaisa. So Yosef saw things, it was out of love. That's number one. It was, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was out of brotherly love, number one. Number two, exaggeration. The Rishayim Amadayik, that Yosef did not add, I've never heard a story that somebody said over Lashon Hara without exaggeration. I've never heard it. I've never heard a, a Baal Lashon Hara say Lashon Hara without exaggerating. That's a part of the Lashon Hara. The Rishayim Amadayik by Yosef, by when the when the Miraglim came back from Eretz Yisrael, they're called Moitzie Diba. Moitzie Diba. Moitzie Diba means you take something out. Right? By Yosef, what does it say? He brought it. He didn't add one drop. He brought the information to his father. He didn't try to exaggerate. He didn't try to make it worse. This is what it is. You know what that is? What kind of madriga that is? To, that the Torah is made. This is not stam. The Torah is made. If the Torah is made, it means, you know, the briskerov had a gavald gavot. The briskerov says that when Moshe Rabbeinu, when he, when he was dying, so he told Yeshua Benun, do you have any sveikas? So Yeshua Benun answers his Rebbe, Moshe Rabbeinu, no, I have no sveikas. So he was nenash because of that. But he said, I have no sveikas. And then he tells Moshe, you know why I have no sveikas? Because you wrote on me, the last 40 years I never moved from you. You wrote that in the Torah. So the Briskarov asks, why did Yeshua Benun have to refer to the Torah? Okay? If I, if I have a posuk in Tanakh that says that Shimi Center is standing right here, Right? Would I tell Shimon that, you know, Shimon, you're standing right here, you see, because it says in the Apostle, you're sitting here because we see you're sitting here. Yeah? But Moshe Rabbeinu doesn't tell Yeshua, Yeshua doesn't tell Moshe Rabbeinu, you know I was with you all these years. He says, Halei Kosav to Lein Batur. Zok the Briskarov. The greatest reality is what it says in the Torah. That's more than reality itself. The greatest reality is what's written in the Torah. And with that, the Briskarov answers why when the Gemara and Gittin talks about where Bavel is, Bavel is from the north of Eretz Yisrael, the Gemara brings Psukim. 
Frek the Veld, take out a map. Take out a map. You'll see. You'll see it's to the north. Zok the Briskerov, the Torah is better than a map. The Torah is reality itself. So if the Torah Doshin goes out of its way to tell us here, Fayyoda Yosef has the boss on Seder Rishonim, he didn't add one, one Nekuda. You know what that is? You see your brothers involved and you think Arias. So you see your brothers involved and you think, this is not This is not This is not telling your mother that your brother made a mess. This is real, this is real stuff. And he didn't add one ounce. Fayyoda! He put it as he saw it. Without exaggerating one nuance. That was Yosef's Madrid. That's a second diak. Third diak. Fayyove Yosef is the boss of Ra. Should say El Oviv. Shtet Nishaviv. Shtet Avihem. Why say Avihem? He went to his father Yaakov. Yeah, Yaakov was their father too. Say Oviv. So Kravaran Leib. That's how he says that when Yosef went to his father, whenever you go, you tell your father something about a sibling. So it could be you're trying to gain score points. You're trying to show that you're better than your sibling. Right? You're trying to... There's some self-interest. There is some self-interest here. Right? You're promoting yourself. Whenever you say your brother did... You know... Moshe woke up late for Shachas. Moshe woke up late for Shachas. I didn't wake up late for Shachas. Moshe missed Mincha. I didn't miss Mincha. Right? There's a little bit of you in it. Right? Zokhtar Varen Leib, no. Fayyoyva Yosef is the boss of El Avihem. There was no other here. Yosef had zero interest in promoting himself. He was only, he wasn't trying to make self-justification. You see who I am? I'm, I'm not, I don't call the Bnei Shvachas Avodim. I'm not involved in a riot. No, no, there was none of that. It was Vayove, Dibosom, El Avim. It's unbelievable, the purity. That purity was so real that the brothers, therefore, they had no tightness on him. That's why there was no Vayistim, I say. Because they saw the purity. It was pure. They saw that kid brother, he really cares. He loves them. He cares about them. This is his perception. No. There was no, there was no ill feelings. It was only later when Yosef started, started self-promoting himself according to their perception. Then they said, oh, now we have a right to have tightness on the Lashonara. Till now we have no tightness on the Lashonara. Because it was so pure. The fact is that their first thinking was the correct one. It was pure. In fact, you have to know what was the Chet. And so again, the Rishonim, the, 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 the Mizrahi, is, explains where Yosef went wrong, where he could have understood it differently, where he, there was some there was some mistaken judgment where he didn't fully don them But this really exaggerates the kasha that I'm asking. How could Yosef gotten such an image? How in the world could Yosef gotten such a punishment for lovingly delivering 
information, constructive information, out of love to Yaakov Avinu without any self-interest. It was so pure that even the brothers didn't hate him over it. You understand? That's how pure it was. It was so pure that even the brothers had no tightness originally. Okay, so then later they looked at it once he had the dreams. They looked at it, oh, now we see there's some self-promotion. Now, now we have tightness about the Lashon. I understand. But how could Yosef be Nenash? Be Nenash with such a Oynish Chomor. How could this be? This was pure. You know, the, the, you're talking about, you know, G'dayim, we don't understand G'dayim's level of purity. Say, yeah, man. you know, today people have a habit with Lashon. They say, I'm saying Lutayalas. Okay? Which is true. When they say Lutayalas. It's Lutayalas for my Lutayalas. A lot of people, they say Lashon, they say, I'm telling you Lutayalas. It's true. For my Lutayalas. It's for my Lutayalas. Like for my purposes. But the daily Yisrael, they, the, the Rav Steinemann's at Salah, I heard this from him, and I, I understand he repeats, he repeated this a lot. He had a Maisa with the Chazanish. An unbelievable story. He says he came, he was close to the Chazanish. He came in once to the Chazanish. Chazanish said, oh, I'm so happy you're here. You came just at the right time. So he said, I have a, I have a Shaila I need you for. Steinemann, this is, you need me, the Chazanish. Something is wrong here. He says, yes, yeah, I need you, I need your opinion. The story was like this. There was a guy who bought a grave. And B'nai Brak, the Hever Kaddisha, the guy who used to sell the graves, his name was Rabbi Yankif Halpern. He was the guy you go, like you have in America, they have whatever his name is, Mandel. He was the, the, the guy you bought graves from, you bought a caver from him. So a guy bought a caver from him, signed the paper, did everything, you know, Kedasim Kedin. And then the guy had regrets that he bought this caver. He decided he doesn't want this grave. So they came for the interior by the Chazanish. Rabbi Yankif Halpern, with this plenty of money, plenty of money wants to back out. Chazanish Paskin, that the guy can't back out, he signed the deal, it's done. No going back. The guy refused to accept the Psak. Yankif Halpern came back to the Chazanish. The guy, Chazanish had him called back to the Chazanish. He told me, you have to do it. Refused to be Makabal Lipsak. Imagine. Left. This happened two times. Two, two additional times where they came back to Chaznish, the guy refused. Chaznish told him, told Rav Steinemann, I'm about to call him back a third time now. So I want to give you all the details, you should tell me the Psak. Steinemann says, If I go to the Chaznish, you want me to give you a Psak? Chaznish said, No, no. He said, I already twice I told this guy. He says, I'm getting frustrated with him. At this point, I'm getting frustrated with it. And I'm afraid now, this psak I'm doing now, there's a little bit of Nagiyah in myself now, at this point already. Now there's a little of my own Nagiyah that I'm frustrated with this guy. Now I want it to be your psak. Chmolish my psak. Imagine the level of, this is the level, this is in our generation, of being pure. Yosef was pure, pure. Elamai, like the Reim says, he was a, a certain deal in the that he could have he could have done better. Could have done better. Okay. For that he sits in prison for twelve years. How do we how do we wrap our heads around this? So I basically I want to tell you a, a simple I, I think it's a simple idea. It also connects to Hanukkah, but we're running out of time, so I don't know if I'll make that connection, but it's it's a simple machshove. And it ties into the historical episodes. Where there were these, Lashon, these minor Lashon Hara 
in fractions, where certain people were nenash to a disproportionate, what's, what appears to be disproportionate levels. We know that there are two Mashiachs, right? There's Mashiach ben David, there's Mashiach ben Yosef. It's two Mashiachs, right? What does that mean? That means that to some degree, to come to the final tikkun of the world, it's not enough to have Malchus based on it. We need a little bit of Yosef here. And this is not just found in the Chazal, in the, in the Gemara and Sanhedrin, and the whole concept of Mashiach ben Yosef. This is found in all the Midrashim, in Bracious, that Ein Amolek, Ein Edom, Neufel Elo, Bidei, Bonov, Shol Rochel. There's some specific need, even though Malchus based David reflects perfection from a standard of Malchus, it's perfection. There's some added thing that we need. We need Rochel's children also to have a piece of it. Why? What's the what's the what's the what's the machshava behind it? What's the machshava we could glean? About it is, who knows what these machshavas are? Just tell you, I'll tell you a simple idea. We find that Amalek. And Edoim, they come really from two different Averis, potential Averis that we were Nechshulim. One is, of course, we know the Mechilta, Asher Koroch Abaderech, that Amole comes, and the Koyach of Edom comes against us when we have Mikra. Mikra means we question Hashem's presence, Hashkoch Prati in the world. When you question, Hayesh Hashem Bekebeinu Emayin, like when Amole came, you question Hashem's presence in the world? That's one reason for Amalek, for Eden. But then there's another. The other one is found in Mesechah Sanhedrin Daftzalites. And the Gemara says that the reason why Amalek came into being is because there was a famous woman by the name of Timna. She came to be Mizkayeres. She came to convert. She came to Avram. Avram turned her down. She came to Yitzchok, and Yitzchok turned her down. She came to Yankiv. Nobody took her. The others didn't take her. No. She said, you know what? If I can't get it with the good guys in the family, let me get with the bad guys. So if you look in the Pesach, it says, From her came Amalek. From her, Amalek was born. Amalek Says the Gemara, it's a scary Gemara, because we're talking about the others. My time, so the Gemara, Here Gemara. That the others shouldn't have pushed her away so strongly. You're not talking about elitist. The others weren't running elit- elitist institutions. Avram didn't walk around saying how many boys he didn't take into his yeshiva. That wasn't Avram's Malach. He didn't wow, my yeshiva, nobody gets in. That wasn't Avram Avinu. This wasn't, the office didn't run elitist institutions. That's a new thing. Yeah. So if this woman was rejected by Avram, Yitzchak, and Yankiv, it means they saw something that was not good here. Because they took everybody. And the biggest riot, look what came out of her. Amalek. This is Nishkin Right? So, somehow, the way they pushed her away, they pushed her away too strongly. 
So that means that, that Amalek comes and Adam's strength comes because of Rechuk. Because of Archaka. So there are two sources of our goals. One source is the source of Ayesh Hashem Bikibbeinu Amayim. Questioning the Hashgach of Hashem. That's been Adam Lamakam. Our belief system. And the other one is our Chaka. We know that Yehudi represents Oydah's Hashem. Yehudi represents the presence of the Rabbani Shalom. Yehudi represents the ultimate recognition of HaKadosh Baruch. That's Yehudi. Rachel Imenu represents the ultimate Ben the Messiah was Simonim to her sister. The unbelievable Kesher Achvasa that existed by Rachel Imenu. And that we also need to eradicate Adam. To eradicate Amalek. Memele ain't Amalek noifel. Amalek can only ultimately be destroyed with the combination of Beis David and also Bnei Bonov Shorach. That's the only way for Amalek to be destroyed. That's who Yosef represents. Memele Yosef who represents the Tikkun Achvas of Klal Yisrael. For him, that there should be a little blemish in Lashon Hara. Even a pure blemish. But a blemish. That was in a whole different standard. That's a different level. And that's the reason why the, the Manhige Yisrael, the ones whose job it was to unify Klal Yisrael, to them, they're even a, a Shemitz cotton, even the smallest blemish, was enough to cause this. The Maral explains that the, the Yivonim, the Yivonim's ability to break into Klal Yisrael was only by breaking the Achtas of Klal Yisrael. Meaning that the Yivonim, what they tried to do is create a barrier in the nation. Because we know as long as we're a nation that's together, together we stand. As long as the nation is biyichud, together we stand. The Maral says that's why the Yivonim poked holes in the, in the unification of Christ so that makes us unique. Shabbos is oisi b'ni v'en b'nei Yisrael. Akum sheshavos chayiv misa. Right? Shabbos is a unique, it reflects something that we and Hashem have. It makes us one. Okay. Same thing, it's the covenant of Klai Yisrael, the Yichud of Klai Yisrael. And Rosh HaChadoshim, the fact that we live on a different calendar, there's no, greater, there's no greater unification to a nation that we have a different time zone. We're in a different zone. What's today? Chav Beis. Right? It's Chav Beis. We're in a different time zone. Even when you put down a secular date, you write Lumispolam, that's their time zone. It's not our time zone. So the, the Yavonim understood that the way to break Klal Yisrael is to break the unification. They, want the, they made holes in the Srug. What's the Srug? The Srug was the wall, we discussed this in the Harabayas, that separated where the Gentiles go and the Jews go. They poked holes in that. Because they knew if they break the Yichud of Am Yisrael, then they could break us completely. They could break our complete. And the melee, you could say, that's the reason why that victory 
didn't take place through Malchus based of it. That victory took place through the Kohanim, who their job is to be Ma'achanam Yisrael. Why did the victory again? The Ramban talks about it, why it was, and whether they were right, the Hashmanoyim, for taking over the kingdom, if they should have, they shouldn't have. All these questions. But the bottom line is that the victory of Hanukkah was Al Why? Because at the Sakana at the moment, even though it was Sakana Ruchni, the Sakana Ruchni was by breaking the, the, the unification of Kal Yisrael. For that, you need the unifiers. The Shevet HaKohuna. That that's their job to unify. That's why a nega, who paskins on a nega? Not the Rov, the Koyen. Because the nega, the Choshen Hora. The nega is an infraction beyond Machaber. So the Oyev Sholem, the one who's Ma'achet Klai, so they come to paskin. And if the Koyen's Amoharetz, so you get a Tamil Chochem to tell the Koyen what to say. But the Koyen has to give the verdict. So just like by a nega, where you have a Benadam Machaberi issue, you need the Koyen to come in the door. So Hanukkah, when the Yevonim were attempting to make process to break in to the unification of Am Yisrael, we needed the Koyanech HaGdoshim to reunify the Am. What was the blemish that Yosef did? What, what could he or should he have done better? That's why I gave you Maramokim, the Re'im. But he explains each thing. There was a Tzad to be Malam Etzchus. 